The following following production is part of the We Be Geeks podcast collective. This podcast is brought to you in part by the Pop Insider. The Pop Insider has all the latest in news, merch reviews, and other geeky goodness. Whether you're a wizard, a Sith Lord, or a superhero, fuel your fandom at thepopinsider.com. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. to another episode of Wookiee Radio. It is The Smugglers 3. Derek, Ken, and myself, Mike. And also joining us from Star Wars Through the Ages, you may know him as Charlie, Charlie Skywalker. How's everyone doing tonight? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. It's our pleasure. Derek, Ken, how about you guys? Uh, I'm I'm awake. (laughs) It's been a long week already. It took forever for it to become summer in Ohio. Now it's nothing but 90 degrees or higher every day. I'd rather go Uh, back. It doesn't help that the factory I work in is probably 105 to 115 every day. Oh, (laughs) and that's temperature, not DB threshold. DBs are probably a lot louder. Depending on what I'm running. So, um, obviously, if you're hearing, since you're hearing Charlie's voice, we have him on to talk uh, some Star Wars with them, talk about Star Wars through the ages. But Charlie says he was listening to some of our shows this week, so I'm wondering if he's prepared for a little. <laughs> Smuggler's Feud. <laughs> Derek, it's your favorite. I don't think I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of means I'm supposed to wake up if we're going to do this. Yeah. Well, maybe. Gets... Well, maybe not. Maybe it's better if you're <laughs> half asleep. <laughs> so, for those who who do not know, but then again, we all watch the game shows on on TV anyway, and they still explain the rules every episode. Uh, our rules. Uh, this is based on the Star Lord. Star Lord. Star Wars Family Feud game. Uh, I do have a Marvel version of this game as well, but we are playing the Star Wars Family Feud. There's the card. Nice. Um, instead of Charlie going for three strikes and then Wookiee Radio going for the steal and the opposite direction, we go back and forth. First one to three strikes. Well, I won't say first one three strikes because Charlie could end up being the first one to three strikes. <laughs> More than likely. <laughs> In case of a tie, whoever gets the highest ranking answer wins. 
but it ends up going down to uh, round is over when either one party gets three strikes and the other party wins or both parties get three strikes. We're now going into this. I didn't get any of that. Well, Dude, we, okay. we've done it all these times. Did Michael just tell us that we're doing it wrong? Yeah. Um, score, That's how I do it. Scoreboard at this point in time, Wookie Radio 6, other podcasters 8. Really? I can't believe we've scored that many. I can't believe we played that, that many. <laughs> we, have, we have played that many. Our podcast guest list is starting to look impressive. And as of the end of this episode... Star Wars Through the Ages gets added to that wall of guests, of podcast guests. So, Charlie, pick a card. One, two, or three. Let's go with three. This should be a sweep. We should actually be able to sweep this card. So, th- I, I'm guessing this one's going to come down to who gets the highest answer. Eight answers on the board. I know. Eight answers. Name a Star Wars character. Seriously? <laughs> Seriously. I will show you after this card is done. So, as always, our guests go first. So, Charlie, you are up. Luke Skywalker. I, sorry. I forgot which one was which. Number four. <laughs> I was going to say. Number, Number four. four. Oh, wow. Darth Vader. Number two. Oh, wow. Whoa. I thought for sure that would be the number one. Oh, then I know what the number one is then. Back to Charlie. Princess Leia. Number seven. Go ahead, Derek. You know who number one is? Uh, If it's not Darth Vader, who is it? Are you thinking of the Emperor? No. Who's our favorite smuggler? Han Solo. Well, technically your favorite. I'll go with Han Solo. Number Number one one answer. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it was either him or Vader. (laughs) Back to Charlie. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Number eight. Wow. Chewbacca. Number three. And no How many have we got left? No strikes. And Charlie froze on us. Oh, no, I'm still here. Ah, your screen froze R2-D2. on us. R2-D2. R2-D2. First strike. Really? How many have we got left? Um, I'm going to say two. We said Han Solo, Darth Vader. We said Chewbacca, yes. Yeah. Princess yeah. Leia and Obi-Wan. So two left. And Luke. And Luke. Two left. Uh, how about uh, Yoda? Number six. One left. Chance to sweep the card. Which, Which number is, is left? Number five. Number five. Now, I, I'm trying to remember if this game distinguishes between... Anakin and Darth Vader, or if they're included in the same, um, depends on the question. Depends on the yeah. question. And we've seen it both ways. <laughs> All right. Uh, so let me throw out a uh, wild card and put Lando Calrissian in there. Mm. Oh, how about Boba Fett sweeping the card? Number five. Oh. You got to think, in general, this game's all about popularity on some of this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. All so, right. Wookie Radio now brings the score within one. Nice. But you had, you had a good run going there until R2, which I, I would agree. R2 could have easily been on this list. Yeah, it threw off my whole game plan. <laughs> so... Well, tell us a little bit about Star Wars Through the Ages. Well, uh, Star Wars Through the Ages is a fairly new podcast. Uh, I started up in January. Uh, I've had, I think, 15 episodes uh, all in all. 
Uh, on the show, we talk about, oh, the past, the present, the future of Star Wars, anything in between. Uh, we run the whole gambit of whatever uh, just comes to my mind. Um, I, I do it on in an infrequent basis. Sometimes things come up and I can't record every week. Uh, but, uh, you know, I give it a good shot whenever I can. Um, the latest series that I've been doing uh, is uh, called Star Wars A Therapy. I've gone through a lot of things in my life where uh, I've been met with um, obstacles and whatnot. And Star Wars has always been there and always helped see me through uh, to different things. Uh, so I've taken different aspects of uh, of Star Wars and incorporated it into a th uh, series on how it's a therapy for me. Uh, I have one coming up about Star Wars, the music, and how the music can be a therapy. I've had uh, fandoms uh, on there where I interviewed uh, Ross Sambridge, who played a Wookiee in uh, Solo and was the yep. body double for Snoke. Um, uh, we, I've, uh, Ken and I interviewed him a couple, uh, weeks, ago. A couple weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Great guy. Yes. Um, and then, uh, fandom. And then I have, uh, one coming up about, uh, costuming in the 501st, uh, with a guy that makes the armor, uh, and how that, uh, could be a therapy, uh, for people. Um, and just, yeah, it just runs the gambit. Uh, that's, that's my latest in Denver. Uh, I'm also part of the Red 5 Network uh, with uh, a lot of other talented podcasts. Uh, we do collaborations and just help each other out wherever we can uh, and support each other. Uh, it's a, that's a great time. You can find us on uh, Twitter for that as well. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, I, I, we actually have interviewed quite a few of you guys from the from the network. Awesome. From, from the yeah, Red I know. Five. I've, I've listened to a couple of them on there. Yeah. Uh, Conversations is on there now? Yes. Um, Jedi Conversations, uh, Galactic Podcast. Cast. Uh, uh, JTA is on there as well. Yep. Um, Scarif. Scarif. Uh, I'm not sure. Scarif, not yet. They're, I think they're scheduled, though. Okay, awesome. So. But, yeah. Well, cool. Um, you know, I kind of, let's put it out there. Uh, we talked a little bit about this last week, guys. Um, so we'll bring it up. These rumors about Kathleen Kennedy being bumped out and the sequel trilogy being redone. What, uh, Charlie, what are your thoughts on all of this? I touched on this briefly uh, this last week. And uh, one of uh, the commenters had a really good point is that they they didn't spend billions of dollars on a trilogy just to regulate it to a back burner exactly. and, and to make another one. Uh, they will make some more. Will Kathleen Kennedy stay or go? Uh, I, I think that she is on the way out, uh, but it's not because of the sequel trilogy. I think it has to do with a, a lot of other things uh, that go along with it. Uh, but they're not going to scrub something that they've put so much, you know, so much hard earned right. money in marketing by. Uh, so we're, whether people like it or not, we're stuck with it. They might try to retcon a little bit of it here and there, maybe bring in some more of the, uh, the legends things to make it, you know, to have it make a little more sense 
uh, you know, maybe have a uh, a backstory similar to uh, what um, Claudia Gray did with Lost Stars, and where it kind of fills in the blanks in between uh, the uh, the first original trilogy. So they might do a movie or a book or something in there to, you know, to bridge some of the gaps and answer some of the questions. But they're not going to scrub it. They're not going to redo it. Um, uh, I also saw where they had uh, George Lucas was going to come back and direct it, and that's, that's not going to yeah. happen. No. Um, yeah. Yeah. No. Well, uh, it, it is well known. Kathleen Kennedy, her contract's up in 2022. Um, I think she is primed to be moving over to the Disney executive board, which would be the next step. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of people thought she would be the one, not Chapek, taking over for Bob Iger. Obviously, that has not happened. That's not to say it can't happen still. Because how old is Chapek? True. And of course, Chapek got named CEO. Iger stepped back and then the pandemic hit and Iger's like, well, I'm back driving the ship, even though I was kind of kind of driving the ship, but letting the other Bob handle it. I'm now taking full control. So, yeah, I, I think that uh, that is the logical step for her. She she is good in what she does. Yes. I, uh, her track record for her with her movies is uh, absolutely phenomenal. Um, I mean, it, they might not all be fan favorites and. Uh, the only people that seem to really be upset with the uh, sequel trilogy are the diehard Star Wars fans. Um, you know, the, uh, the, the I don't know if I would. I don't know if I would call them diehard Star Wars fans. Well, I might call them something else, but that's just yeah. me personally. Right. The true okay. diehard Star Wars fans have found something good, something they enjoyed on each of the movies. Right. They may have enjoyed the whole right. thing, but they enjoyed I something. I consider my diehard. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and I then I fall in that category as well. So I'm. I'm a diehard fan. I'm very critical of The Last Jedi, but I still enjoy the film. I still enjoy the film. It's just if if I'm going to break down any of the films and, and be, I didn't like this, I didn't like that, What? it's The Last Jedi for me. For me, it would be Rise of Skywalker, definitely. But The Last Jedi still rings higher than The Phantom Menace for me. See, I still say that um, Luke Skywalker in The Last Jedi makes total sense if you look at his total at his journey and what we've seen on screen. Not what, yes, not what we're done I in agree. Legends. Yep. If you see what we've seen on screen of Luke Skywalker, that's who we right. got in that movie. Yeah, we can get into that whole thing again, but we did we did that back when we reviewed the movie too. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. and, and I forgot who was on with us, but you know what they said about Luke. Luke has really never truly faced well. If he has a chance to run away, he's going to run away. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it, it's the I, nature I, of Luke. The so. uh, the way that I look at it is in The Last Jedi, uh, Luke uh, looked to the past to see what other Jedi have done when they faced, uh, you know, that adversity uh, or, or a dire challenge. Uh, Yoda uh, had to go away and isolate at Dagobah. Uh, and Obi-Wan, his first mentor, was isolated on Tatooine to look after Luke. So something happens, it, things don't go the way. 
you know, what's Luke revert to? Well, what did the masters of the past do? Well, they ran away and, and went into isolation until a solution was found. And, and I mean, maybe I, I'm all wet on that. That's just the way I guess chose to, to look at it, that he just looked at, you know, his, his the past experiences that he had and just played off of that. Right. I can see that. Um, uh, one thing back with the um, Kathy Kennedy and I do see a possibility in here where Lucas does get somewhat involved, but not as a director. I can see more as a, um, the, the consultant role that he originally had or a writer. I could see him writing up a draft yeah, and then right, letting them, yeah. then they adjust it from there the way they want. Or just straight up like he did with, um, we know for a fact he was helping them with Mandalorian. Well, the other rumor that I've started hearing this week in regards to Lucasfilm Kennedy's gone in 2022, if she even makes it that far. But supposedly there was a meeting with the two Bobs and someone else, and it's a meeting that she's usually at that she was not invited to. Well, maybe because it had nothing to do with Lucasfilm. Just saying. Yeah. But she's gone, and John Favreau is named head of Lucasfilm. Your thoughts on that? That I could see as well, and I and I heard a very similar um, uh, rumor about that, whether it would be Favreau or Filoni, uh, and I I think that uh, it would have to be Favreau, uh, just seeing where his passions lie with the live action, where and Filoni is uh, more of the animation. Um, Favreau, uh, he's, he's done a lot more larger scale, uh, pictures. So I, I think he would fit into that role, uh, as well. Uh, I look what he did with Mandalorian. It's absolutely glorious. Yeah. Uh, it, I mean, Floney was in on that as well, but I believe the overall direction came from Favreau. Uh, and I think that he could do wonders in that role. Uh, I think he would probably bring uh, all the sects together. Uh, you know, you have you know the different groupings of uh, of the fan base. I think he could unify them and and it be a solid fan base again. I think so. I mean, we... I don't think it ever was a solid fan base. If you actually look all the way back to the beginning, yeah. it was divided all over the place. People, people seem to remember that these glorious days before all this stuff. It was never like that. <laughs> I wait. We're geeks. Oh, no. We're nerds. I'm we're gonna, we're us, always gonna fight uh, for us. The only criticism that the old, uh, the the original trilogy had was that, uh, at least to me, was that it was people didn't understand it uh, and. Uh, that uh, you know the special effects were cool, but they just did, they didn't think it was going to be uh, a large success. Then you had people yeah. that went and saw it so many times in the theater and bought all the merchandise. Uh, me, um, you know, and uh, and that's what kickstarted our uh, fantasy uh, fandom, uh, whether it was Star Wars or, or another franchise that yeah. uh, that came along after. Uh, but I think it was pretty unified there is either the people that liked it or didn't like it. And then you had the prequel trilogy where it kind of started getting a little hazy. Uh, and then with this last one on, you know, uh, people liked it, but it didn't have this or it didn't have that. And yeah. well, each generation who they're seeing the sequel, seeing a trilogy in the theater for the first time, that's the trilogy they loved. And that's the greatest right. trilogy for them. For mm -hmm. us, it's the original trilogy. Mm -hmm. For like my niece and nephew, it's the sequel. Is it's the prequel trilogy. For my daughter, 
for the most part, she really likes the sequel trilogy. But she, but because of influence, intentional or unintentional from me, she likes the original trilogy a lot, too. Yeah. I think so part of the major difference, the reason people see the um, fissures and the problems between is the Internet itself. Because when the original trilogy was out, yeah. you could the only way you could talk to other fans was face-to-face. Yeah. Friends that were sit, going to see the movies with right. you and stuff, you didn't see people from all over the world and what their actual reaction was. It was whatever the news decided they wanted to cover. Because if I remember right, I, I don't remember it because I wasn't old enough, but I've been told there was huge backlash and stuff over, like, Ewoks. Oh, yeah. That was a yeah. huge controversy, but you really did we the world in general didn't pick up on it because you didn't have the internet and message boards and Facebook with people going bananas and Twitter. <laughs> I I loved the action figures, but I don't I don't remember being as big of a fan of the characters on film. Yeah. I mean, I understood their role, but maybe it maybe it's a more adult me now going, "Yeah, I really wasn't a major fan of it of them then." But I didn't mind C3PO though. And everyone yeah. until the Ewoks, everyone was very anti C3PO. See, I was I, I was never anti 3PO. I was never I always enjoyed the Ewoks even when I was, you know, when I was young. Even now I don't really mind them that much. So I just I don't know, it just even I've even kind of eased up on Jar Jar a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> the Clone Wars made him a whole lot better character. <laughs> He was annoying. Yes, I will agree with that. But <laughs> he was annoying. But I mean, it was designed to be annoying. <laughs> but it didn't. Yeah, but I think I think they could have toned it back a little. Yeah, I think it was well, it was almost it was almost to the point where it was out of place. I think for Phantom Menace, it was it, it's like with some podcasters with swearing. Just because you can doesn't mean you should as as much as you do and i'm not talking just star wars i'm talking a lot of different shows i've listened to in the past yeah i Um, agree with that just because you can doesn't mean you should yeah um well what Back to Ewoks for just a second. I was like seven when Return of the Jedi came out, so I was in the perfect time frame. I never had a problem with them, and I think um, things like the Ewok Adventure movies and the Ewoks um, TV series just made them even better for me. See, I, I was know. right in the sweet spot of where those were aimed at. I was seven to ten years old. Right. See, I, I had no problems with the cartoons. Oh, the Ewoks. cartoons were amazing. I thought, but uh, <laughs> well, but I cartoons. So. But I enjoyed droids. The droids cartoon as well, but it's like we talked about with Steve Kozak last week. Look back at droid at the droids cartoon now. I'm like, I understood this. I'm struggling with it now. <laughs> so that's why droids only went lasted one season, and Ewoks lasted two. Um, now big announcement that came this week. One get y'all's take on it. It was announced coming to Disney Plus in 2022. Need to make sure this video does not start up on me. Caught it just in time. Uh, coming in 2022. No, 2021. Sorry. It was announced by Lucasfilm and Disney Plus. A new series. A spinoff of Star Wars The Clone Wars. Star Wars The Bad Batch. I like it. Go ahead, Charlie. Oh... Uh, I, it, I, I'm excited to see what they do with it. Uh, I, I enjoyed the arc 
that they had uh, on the Clone Wars, I just, I, I thought it had run its course already. Then they told a, a pretty good chunk of the story there. So it's going to be interesting to see what they're going to cover and how they're going to do it. Um, I guess it, uh, it'll, um, what, bridge uh, over into the, uh, into the other series. Um, but I don't, I don't know. It's uh, kind of mixed for me. Uh, I, I, I really, I was hoping that would be a uh, announcement of an animation. I was hoping that they would continue with like an Ahsoka one. But, uh, you know, hey, it's, uh, it's Bad Batch. Uh, I'll, I'll watch it. I have I have heard some people question the timing of this. That's what I'm wondering. When is this? Well, I, I've heard people questioning the timing of the announcement of oh, okay. why all of a sudden why? the Bad Batch. Are they are they doing this to put this out there to kind of squash the the other rumors we just talked about about the sequels? Um, how. how? My speculation on it is that uh, it's something to get uh, people's appetite wet. I think when they announce the uh, Tika Watiki, I messed his name, I'm sure, uh, film that he's supposed to be doing, I think it probably will tie into that, is my guess. Uh, which will, and I think they said that when. Uh, Mandalorian season two starts to open. They're going to announce more details on his film, so I'm guessing it's going to be kind of related. Okay. See, if if this is that case, I would love to see Takia Watiti's film touch the. Uh, I know we're we're all but butchering it tonight. Taika um, Watiti. Taika Watiti. It's Taika Watiti. Bless you. Kiki um, <laughs> Tavi. Uh. I would hope that if he's going to do something potentially within the Clone Wars era, maybe, that he brings us the Republic Commandos. See, for me, I'd like, I'd almost like to go the other way, bring it a couple more years in the future from that and use his type of yeah. sense of humor and stuff to expand more on the criminal, the Crimson Dawn and that whole thing that got yeah. started. True. True. See, yeah. his sense of humor yeah. with working with the I criminals and not, the smugglers. I would rather not see him do Clone Wars era stuff. Yeah, don't do it. He would, doesn't need to be doing a war movie. No. See, I would definitely, I agree with you, Ken. I would love to see that. But it, 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 to me, if he did Republic Commandos, he could easily turn it into like a, an A-team esque or Expendables esque type film, and give him a little, and give him a little for that. Well, actually, that would. there. That actually would tie into your other idea, Mike, of the Bad Batch, because the Bad Batch was an Expendables A-team style team. And then they could tie, and they could bring in the Bad Batch right, live yeah. action on that movie as well. Mm, Possibly, I'd, I'd I'd rather not see that. See him maybe in passing. As like mm. to, as like the Expendables meets the A Team as they're crossing in the spaceport. Wait, which one's which? Exactly. The A Team is more like the Bad Batch. They're right. more like the A Team. Yeah. Yeah. I I I'm kind of I don't know. I think with the Clone Wars cartoon and everything, I've seen enough of the Clone Wars now. I'd like to move on to. I want to see more between uh, between Return of the Jedi and and uh, um. Force Wiggins. Wow. Yes, thank you. Wow, yeah. that was probably the, <laughs> well, the worst brain fart actually, I've ever had. <laughs> that would be interesting, though, um, would be if they do do this Bad Batch after the Revenge of the Sith, and the Bad Batch, like Rex, beat the programming. 
yeah. and see what happens from there. Maybe they hook back up with Rex for a little while and they run to do some stuff, run an independent. Possible. Which could actually tie wanna... into Crimson Dawn and all that. I want to see more of what what the galaxy looks like after yeah. the Empire is defeated. Like you you get what yeah. uh, you get a touch of that with the Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. I want to see more more stories from that. But I think for me, for the Clone Wars era or during the Clone Wars, seeing Bad Batch, I would love to see some of these one-off missions mm-hmm. that are totally different from the okay. We gotta go to this planet and remove the Trade Federation from here. We gotta go here and get rid of Dooku's troops here. I want to see some of the espionage, mercenary-esque type missions that happened with the Bad Batch, you know, involving the Bad Batch. That would have happened involving Republic commandos. Um, you know, here here's a group that is to- here here are groups totally different from the rest and. And are given their own assignments that no one else will handle or touch that they're willing to go do and pretty much are on their own. Yeah. Well, the, what they might not go that direction with this, it, um, it was Star Wars of the moment because being on Disney Plus, that could very easily and unintentionally go skew more towards an adult audience. Mm. You could be a lot more serious, a lot more worn. I mean, they could do it, and they could do it where it makes it more family, and you're able to do it. But that very easily is an adult show. Yeah, but they did that with season seven of Clone Wars. It went very yeah. adult. Yeah, yeah, it did. It went uh, yeah, very I adult for that. See it. Uh, I, I could definitely see them doing. And uh, I mean, uh, I mean, I'm an '80s kid, so I, 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 I freaked out. I was up at a uh, comic book store in Albuquerque uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, uh, went and met Dominic Pace uh, that uh, played Gecko in Mandalorian. And, Great guy. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, amazing guy. Uh, and outside they had the A Team van, and I was geeking out hard. My wife was like, "I don't get it. What? Uh, what, what? What is this?" And so I had to show her this is the A Team, <laughs> and you know, it, this is the crazy, the, the crazy things. And you know, so I could definitely see uh, something like that. And out, man, that would be amazing if they would do like. Like a, a even a weekly show uh, for Bad Batch, and you know, instead of the A team, yeah. you got Bad Batch, and what what kind of mischief and mayhem are they going to cause this time? See, when I, when I first saw the Bad Batch in their ship, I was kind of hoping their ship was either going to have the red stripe on it, like the A team, or or have some of the the artwork from um, the plane from Expendables. Oh yeah, and, and I'm like, okay, if we're going to tribute anything, that's what needs to be done, and I would love to see that. That would be actually that. Um, post Revenge of the or yeah Revenge of the Sith movie with, or show with the Bad Batch would be basically an A team. Imagine them, well they're, they're the guys that got away and the Empire is actually looking for them. Could you be. can straight up do a straight A team and just switch up the names and stuff, and it would fit perfect with the Bad Batch. With that scenario, the the Galactic Republic has now become the Empire. Now they're searching for this one team that got away. When when you need justice done and the Empire won't help, who do you call the Bad Batch? You don't call them, they come to you. It writes itself. There we go. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, 
I I think uh, I, I think this has been great uh, announcement. Um, Bad Batch. I, again, I just question the timing because you know within the last couple of weeks, the you know, the news about the sequel, news about Lucas rewriting the sequels, which he doesn't need to rewrite rewrite anything he's already got his outline and his concepts that he wanted that he's pissed that no one used because he was going to bring in the wills to that next level it's even deeper than midichlorians that's referenced in in rogue one um so i think this was brought out to kind of squash those rumors some because they're saying there's no you know don't expect a a trailer anytime soon. I think it's going to be late, mid to late next year before we even get the Bad Batch. It's not happening yeah. after the first yeah. of the year. And actually, yeah, I don't know how upset... It's not coming huh? 2022. It's not coming no. out until 2022. So. No, it's coming out 2021. Okay. I I'm, thought you said 2022 I messed, at the beginning. I messed up. I said I corrected myself and said 2021. Uh, uh, see, ah, yeah. uh, okay. I don't know how upset Lucas still is. Because I think Lucas was um, hurt for a while. Yeah. But eventually he got to the point where, you know what, they're still playing in the sandbox even though he's um, upset. So he still wants to play in the sandbox. This is still his world, his universe. So he yeah. wants to help there. Where that? Why do you think he came back? He was um, on set at Solo, um, working with Ron Howard a little bit. The, oh, they, yeah. All intents say that that was a um, just a and set visit, but he's still seeing wasn't his he friends there during the Mandalorian too. For quite oh, a few, yeah. quite a few episodes yeah. filmings. Now, and I would not be surprised if um, Filoni called him a couple times on some idea stuff. Yeah. Now, according to if the, anybody he has George's personal number, it's still it's Filoni. Hey, I have the phone number to the ranch or to Luke. Yeah, to the ranch. Uh, I'm just going to get the uh, I'm going to get the uh, front switchboard switchboard. Yeah. Uh, Now, according to the press release, maybe I should have read this before we speculated. uh, The the series follows the elite and experimental clones of the Bad Batch as they find their way in a rapidly changing galaxy in the immediate aftermath of the Clone War. Members of the Bad Batch, a unique squad of clones who vary genetically from their brothers in the clone army, each possess a singular exceptional skill which makes them extraordinarily effective soldiers and a formidable crew. In the post-Clone War era, they take on daring mercenary missions as they struggle to stay afloat and find a new purpose. So it is the A-Team. It's the bad match. Now the ship needs to have big red stripes going up and down the side. I hate so, to say it, but uh, now I'm kind of a little less interested in it. <laughs> <laughs> see, and now I'm more interested in it. So, uh, yeah, I uh, I was trying to see, um, and they said it was immediately after the Clone Wars. Correct. Okay, so we st- they're still at uh, that time frame. I was trying to think of. Maybe it was going to be uh, well. I mean, I guess it could still be uh, set in the uh, the rebels uh, timeline uh, because they, in season yeah. two of the rebels, uh, it uh, you know Rex comes on uh, with a couple of other ones, but those are more commandos. I don't think that they, the the other two were uh, part of the Bad Batch. No, uh, no. Uh, you had yeah, wolf. It was fives and, um, and and Wolf. Was it Fives? No, not Wolf. Wolf not Fives. It was Wolf. Fives was killed. Yeah. yeah. You had Wolf and, um, oh, I don't remember who the other one is. Uh, I'll think of it here in a second, I'm sure. So. That, that reminds me. Um, um, 
So uh, Wolf and Gregor. Gregor, that's it. Yeah. Gregor. So um, my latest issue, uh, episode that I did of the Star Wars chronological rewatch experiment. Um, uh, and you're doing my New England Society of Geeks podcast. I, there you go. Hmm? Shameless plug. Awesome. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Um, anyway, I came up, I, I had the thought while I was taking my notes, um, I was thinking about the different clone names and stuff. And uh, what do you think, what do you think you guys would want your clone names to be? Ooh. I would think for me, it would be either Mudbug, which is what I've used for a lot of monikers on different forms in the past, or possibly Feedback being an audio engineer. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I use my wrestling name. I just use Blackhawk, but... <laughs> what about That's you, Charles? Uh... Man, I was I, I'm not sure on that. That's uh that's a good one. Uh my first the first thought that came to mind was Viper, but that's kind of generic. Um I I really like uh snakes, so it would probably be something uh, uh along those lines. Um you know, maybe Copperhead or something like that. Scales. Yeah, there you, there you go. go. Scales, and and then you could do like some scales on your armor or on your helmet. Yeah. What about you, Derek? Since it's your question, I gotta go with uh, my nickname since high school, uh, uh, Chumley. <laughs> <laughs> so a little Home Commander Chumley. <laughs> so so a little go. so little uh, penguin decals on your paint job on your helmet there. No, it would, it would be the walrus. Oh, that's right. Chumley's the walrus. So. So some some tubes coming out the the ports on yep. the yes just dangling there yes yep <laughs> yep yes okay. that's perfect I love that well <laughs> we asked this question to Adam last week and I think it's a great question that came from our Patreon our patron on Patreon um which he has earned because of the tier level he's at. He decided he wanted four bitty boomers instead of the jersey or sweatshirt and the hat and or t-shirt. So his four his four bitty boomers are on their way to him. Obviously, he picked the four Star Wars bitty boomers. So he's got the child, Vader, Stormtrooper, and Chewie all headed his way. Uh, of course, this is John, and he's partially responsible for the poll we have on Facebook. I don't know if that poll is still active, but the question that's out there. And we'll see if it changes with Derek and, and Ken this week. Favorite droid or at and we could go protocol droid, aftermath, any droid. Favorite droid. Favorite type or specific droid? Um go either or. Or both. Or both. And they they don't have to be the same. Well, why don't we do this? We're we're gonna we're gonna expand on his his question. Favorite type? And favorite specific droid characters. Character. I know putting it down to mm. one's really got me. Uh... <laughs> yeah, that's that, that's tough. Uh... I got the character. The droid type is the hard one. Yeah. So let's start off with characters. Favorite droid character. 
So I'm going to start with Derek on this one. Favorite droid character? Oh, sure. <laughs> um, out of out of every, anything, any Star Wars, right? Anything, anything Star Wars? Anything Star, Star Wars. Wars. All right. Then I'm going to have to go. My favorite droid has always been HK-47 from Ooh. Knights of the Old Republic. Good choice. Good choice. He's awesome. Charlie, favorite droid character? Oh... I think this is a great question brought to us by uh, by John. Oh, it is a it is a good question. There, but there's so many. Uh, I had two immediately pop into mind. Um, K2SO is what I would say okay. currently. He was he was he's he's a um, he's definitely in my top three. I like HK47 and K2SO. Okay, Ken. My go-to is going to be R2-D2, but I think I'm going to have to go with Chopper. Chopper's just got that interesting, strange personality <laughs> compared to all the any other astromech. There's nothing... Uh, like, R2 is um, got a personality, but he's still the faithful family dog. He's going to do whatever he's asked to, and um, he's the Swiss Army knife. Chopper t- does what he wants. <laughs> yeah. Well, this week, mine rotate. I love R2 always have from the get-go um but because but because i'm listening to um i got a preview copy of the dr afro audiobook i i'm i'm really loving this origin of triple zero that we're getting in the book at the moment Mm. so i gotta say and i love that trio anyway from the afro series this week it's it's trips triple zero he, he's he's uh he's the one there at the moment for me this week. I figured it'd be either him or BT for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right now, my top my top three droids is BT. Uh, I mean, if I went top top five, it's BT. It's R 2s number one. But right now, this week, favorite is triple zero because I'm getting to that point in the book. Um, but. Overall, R two one BT or trips to BT three HK four, and I I love the uh, the communication R R four unit that was in Rebels that they try and make Chopper up like that carries all oh, the communication. Right. Yeah, I I have been stuck on on that particular style you know the the r4s that work with the communication core and the press core i'm i I just like something about their coloring at the moment that i like so (laughs) type of droid go ahead kim i said what'd you get what do you guys think of l3 that's a it's a totally different take on a droid they did for solo lando's droid i like l3 orlando's girlfriend (laughs) yeah yeah i I watched solo again uh was it two nights ago and I just, I uh, just fell for that character. Uh, was portrayed perfectly, uh, and uh, just the mannerisms and the way that uh, the way it was yeah. spoken. Uh, just, yeah, an amazing character that I wish you had more of. And to know right, that right. she's one with the Falcon, and so I would say that the Falcon is now droid. Yep. Or at least part droid. Uh, yep. it, it, so the legacy continues. I just wish he could have gotten a little bit of, of that banter with, yeah. uh, with with that. L3 is a great character. Her action figure is a pain in the butt, though. Uh, 
because yeah, but the pop figure I don't have an action figure, so <laughs> I wouldn't I, do. I have a I have a three and three quarter inch, and the and the feet just aren't. And I understand they modeled it after the actual animatic for the because it was CGI, but it's like the feet need to be a little bit wider for the or the legs need to be a hair thicker on the figure so it stands more stable. Yeah, but see, the pop figure doesn't have that problem. No, because mm. she's got a peg. <laughs> Actually, she has beefier legs there than on the action figure. Possibly. Um, type of droid. Everyone's favorite. You know what? I realized something while I was thinking about it. I wasn't sure what my favorite type of droid was, but I realized, again, during my uh, Star Wars chronological rewatch experiment, I've really... I've. I've always had a thing for the droid decas for some reason. Ooh. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is specifically about them, but every time I see them, I'm like, oh, there it is. There they are. They're a blast on Battlefront to play. Yeah. Oh, see, I yeah. haven't done that. Uh-uh. What about you, Charlie? Type of droid. The one that always makes me smile and chuckle to myself, the gonk droid. I just, every, anytime that one comes on the screen and it moves around and it makes that gonk sound, I just, uh, it, it makes me yep, feel like yep, I'm a yep. kid again. And yeah, it's uh, it, it's a great droid. You never have to worry about charging your phone if you got one of those around. Yeah, nope. really. What about you, Ken? I'd have to probably go with Astromex in general because you ne- you're always going to need something that they can do. Yeah. They are the most versatile type of droid the world's ever seen. I mean, they can fix anything. Mm. They can fly the ship on their own if they need. All those are great answers. I love them all. Um, but just to be different, to put another variety out there, I like the mouse droids as well. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I, what I never got, what was interesting with mouse droids, they're supposed to be messenger droids, right? Basic couriers. Yeah, you're in a you're in a um, galaxy with tech where you can talk to people face to face, like we're, video chat, like we're doing right now. And you still need a courier droid to take your letter to the next person. <laughs> hey, <laughs> why not? They still have paperwork in a galaxy far, far away. Yes, they right? do. Yeah, paperwork never ends. It's uh, you know, the empire still has to run. Well, hey, and it, um, rebellions are built on hope. Empires are built on paperwork. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, um, we know San Diego Comic-Con is closed, uh, canceled for this year, so is Celebration. But they're still doing some, they're still doing a virtual Comic-Con, and they're also going to be doing, um, a lot of companies are starting to do exclusives where you can get access to them. Well, Mattel dropped this week. Their, what their San Diego Comic-Con exclusive was going to be, and it's the Hot Wheels Star Wars Dagobah X-Wing Starship, and the box this comes in looks awesome. Y'all seen this? I have no, not. I'm look it up. Tell you what, I'm going to share screen with you guys. There it is. Oh, wow. Oh, that's cool. That is a gorgeous-looking box. And there's another shot of it. It almost looks like one of the micro machines. That's what I was thinking. 
It, it does, but this is that ship line that they do. Yeah, because I've been trying to scale which, I, it a, which I collect. Yeah, I need. I, need have a, I have several of them back here. I need to get some of them. Uh, I want to get the Falcon. I want to get the A wing. I want to get the X wing. I want the ties. I want the Adat. Which ones? Which ones? What ties? No, which Falcons? There's several. There's a couple different Falcons. Um, there's a couple different X wings. A couple different A wings. A couple different Tie fighters. Well, the A wings. I would love to get. Uh, the ones, the different coloring. I'm assuming different colors. Get the yep. different color variants because I think there's a, there's a white and blue one or off tandem blue, which is from yep. mm-hmm. from the sequels. Yep. And then there's a red and there's a red one, which is the from the original trilogy. And there's a green one, which I think is from the original trilogy. Yep. And there's of course Poe Dameron's X-wing and yeah. Um, with the X-wings, I think getting Poe's, getting the orange, Poe's black, Poe's white and orange, the blue one, uh, the Falcon, getting both the round dishes, rectangular dish. There's a third one too from Solo. Really? Well, I'll have to yeah. grab that one too. And then yeah, uh, but the scale on this one looks like the my and I I've not liked the new version newer version of micro machines. Now if this is the same scale as the other ships, see, they, then that's okay. But what it looks like here yeah. is the smaller. No, it, it's I think it no I think it should be. I'm hoping it's the the regular ones. So if you see this, this is the. The, I don't know if you can see that, but that's the uh, yeah. set of the solo Falcon. Okay, with the it's uh, got the whole the escape pod, pod in the front. Yeah, yeah. And it is slightly bigger than the others. Oh, very cool. Nice. So yeah, so we got that coming. Um, and then also too, it's been talked about. Um, Alden, Ehrenreich. <laughs> Uh, may possibly come back as Solo. Oh, yeah. I liked yeah, him as I... Solo in that movie. Me too. I did as well. I, I think so. I mean, I, I agree. A lot of people were, uh, you know, they're expecting Harrison Ford. And it, I mean, it's, it, it you can't look at, it, you can't re- replicate Harrison Ford. I mean, right. he's, uh, he, he looked good as the character uh, of Han Solo, uh, but I I thought the performance was a very Han Solo ish performance. He did a very good job with the character. Um, I'm just hoping that uh, you know hashtag Make Solo Two Happen really really comes to fruition. Uh, it seems like that he was uh, that he's very open to it if they you know if they come calling. So yeah. Well, I, well right. the problems with Solo was not the casting or the story or the movie itself. The movie Solo was not the problem with Solo. It was too close to the um, to the Last Jedi, and people were just flipping out about Last Jedi, and they didn't do any marketing for Solo. Yeah, it's the same problem that I think they had with John Carter when Disney put out John Carter. There was no marketing; no one knew it was out there. Right. <laughs> well, I've it's always like they taped it on purpose. <laughs> I've always said. I I totally enjoyed um, Alden's performance because he wasn't doing a Harrison impersonation, a direct impersonation like they were like a lot of fans were wanting the the big right impersonator who 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 everyone said nailed Han Solo, which the guy did, but he got all the Harrison quirks that are not the normal quirks of Harrison or that you don't normally catch. And I think that's what made Alden's 
solo very believable for me is he captured yeah. he it's like he he did a a character study of Harrison from other films as well on you know the specific finger twitches or the, know, sh- the grin and shrug shrug what was the tilt there. of the yeah. head yeah the right. there's other things that most impersonators don't get and he wasn't impersonating he was trying to imitate to me is a big difference um uh, and I, I thought he did a great job with that so i agree yeah i think so too i really i really like and plus since he you know since he was playing a younger solo you can forgive not having every single you know exactly every single personality trait because he's still really young so yep some he'll he'll he would grow into yep i'm hoping we do see more of him yeah, yeah, so, me too. Um, since we're almost in, at an end to this epi- to this episode, I almost said issue. That's another show I do. <laughs> um, I'm going to give Charlie a chance to spin the tables on us and ask us a question. Oh man, you're going to catch me totally unprepared. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, what would each of your favorite Star Wars video games be? Ooh. Oh. Ken, we're going to start with mm. you. Until last fall, it would have been um, <laughs> the original KOTOR. Okay. Mm. So I love role-playing games and stuff, but mm. um, Fallen Order was amazing. Jedi Fallen Order was yeah. probably one of the best games that's ever been made for Star Wars. Mm. Okay. Derek. <sighs> um... Although the Lego games have a special place in my heart. (laughs) Sure, yeah. Well, I mean, there was a time where I really enjoyed the pod racing game. Um, That was a great game. Um, And, of course, you know, there's some great, some some of the flight games are really great. Um, Rogue Squadron, you know, Tie Fighter, all that. But yeah, I gotta agree with Ken. I'd have to go. I'd have to go with uh, Fallen Order. It, yeah, it was. It was definitely a great game, and and a surprisingly great game because we, you know, none of us really had a lot of faith in in them right in EA right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, like Battlefront had a lot of stuff at the beginning, or Battlefront, the the most recent one, had a lot of problems when it first came out. But I think they swung that around and turned it into a hit because it's an amazing game now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, the thing is, like for people like me, I've given up. I gave up on that a long time ago, so I don't even know now what the game's like because of that. Okay, for me. As much as I do love Fallen Order, it's TIE Fighter Collector's Edition that is mm. still the one that, because of Squadrons coming, I need. I want a. Oh yeah. I want. I want. I want, I want a USB flight stick, so I can play Squadrons, and I want it so I could go back and play X Wing and TIE Fighter. Because I, I had a flight stick, and to me, that was the best way to play TIE yeah. Fighter. Well, that's a series that I didn't get a chance to play because I didn't have the computer that could run it back when those were on when we, when those were out. So that's a yeah. whole series that needs uh, um, remastered and relaunched. Because uh, especially with flight sim yeah, games, flight yeah. games starting to become popular again. Just it, remaster the originals and put them back out. They have the new systems. Th- they have remastered it enough 
where it'll play on the new systems because I know with EA Origins and Steam and GOG, you could get X-Wing, TIE Fighter, X-Wing versus TIE Fighter. Uh, you could get all those to play on a Windows 10, Windows 7 system. No, no, no. I'm saying do a um, do a full-on ground-up I, rebuild like um, so, similar to what they've done with Final Fantasy VII for PlayStation. I, I agree. Yeah. Because uh, the original games was very wireframe-ish. Even mm-hmm. then, I, w- I would love to see everything with new skin and everything else. And then adjust the story just because I know there was a storyline with those, wasn't there? Yes. So uh, X-Wing, X-Wing or TIE Fighter, there was a storyline. Well, adjust the story so that it fits in the current canon. Whatever slight adjustments mm. you got to make to make this drop it back into canon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then before we go, I just got to say, uh, I don't know about you guys, but the, I couldn't believe it when I heard it right away. Um, we lost an R2 builder. He also yes. built a child puppet to take to children's hospitals. And I'm talking yeah. about Grant Imahara. Yeah. Uh, and, and for me, this hits a little bit closer to home because I actually am very good friends with a cousin of his as well. And they said this whole thing ha- happened so sudden. Yeah. Wow. He was actually a, um, worked at Lucasfilm for years. Yeah. I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Very much. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. So uh, everything I've heard, he was a great guy. Uh, everyone yeah. got along great with him. Um, I was a big fan of his. Mm-hmm. I loved his stuff. So, um, so sad to see him go. Yeah. So, um, any final thoughts? Uh, Charlie, thanks for coming on and hanging out with us, man. This is it was a blast. I, I really enjoyed it. Anytime you get to talk Star Wars is a good time. You guys do this to me every time. Beat me to my own punch. <laughs> <laughs> you asked us about it. You set it up. Any other final uh, thoughts? Um, nope. I got nothing. Well, as I'm going to... Again, support Derek and Ken's other original final thought. Yes, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, where can people find you online? That's the important thing. <laughs> they can find me online uh, on Twitter uh, at Red4Charlie uh, or look for Red5 Network. Uh, I'm, we also have a website, Red5Network.com. Uh, I'm also on Instagram, I think. Uh, that's a new one for me. I really haven't messed too much with it. So I don't even know what my name on Instagram is on there. Uh, I think that's a week old or so. So I'm still getting used to that one. But uh, drop me a line on Twitter, and I can always add you on there as well. Awesome. Uh, if there's nothing else from anyone else, there's only one thing left to be said. Give the evacuation code signal. All right, cut the chatter. Jinx, I can hold it. Pull up! No, I'm all right. information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I lost R2. <laughs> I have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. You must use the information in this R2 unit to help plan the attack. It's our only hope. <laughs>